Thank you for tuning in to the Biz Nation podcast. My name is Kerry Zarb, and I've been helping business owners just like you go from headache to heaven in a heartbeat for over 20 years. I'll be giving you all the top advice for getting started in your business, but I'll also be speaking with some of the best business minds to inspire you with valuable insights to help you get ahead in your business. If you've ever hit a roadblock or lost your passion, then this is the podcast for you. Hey everyone, welcome to Biz Nation. I'm Kerry and this is episode 42. If you're a new listener, hey there, thanks for tuning in. And if you've been listening for a while, welcome back. Today's guest is Joe Zeman from Seattle in the US. Joe has over 10 years experience in digital marketing and also a total of 18 years of experience in marketing in general. Welcome to the show, Joe. Awesome. Thanks for having me on. Very welcome. Great to have you here. And I'm just loving, I've started these international guests. You know, I've got people coming from all around the world on the show to share their zones of genius, which is amazing. And today, Joe, we're going to talk about Google My Business. Love the topic. Yeah, it's fantastic. I really like to bring this to the audience because I think not enough people really understand the power of Google My Business, what it can do for their business, why they need it. So we're going to unpack all of those things today from your areas of expertise, what you've seen, you know, with your clients and also helping others in this space. So Joe, I'd first like to ask you, why should a business claim their Google My Business? So Google My Business purpose is kind of a hyper-local type of marketing. Uh, the purpose of it is to, I mean, really it's free marketing. I mean, everyone, every business likes to learn ways that they can market their business for free. And Google My Business is just a free way to market their business. Uh, but it's the results are showing up within a two to three mile radius of where the actual consumer is searching from. So even though the business owner claims it, it's more for the people doing the searches um, have to find what they're kind of what they're looking for localized yeah yeah so it's got that local power so for example and we'll give the listeners a bit of an example i'm in australia you're in seattle very different spaces but if i typed in digital marketing expert for example here google knows that i'm here so then they're going to ping to me all of my local options in that space. Whereas if you did the same search in Seattle, you would get your local result, results. Is that how we kind of think yeah, about it? On your IP of the, the IP address of the device that you're searching from. So Google knows where you're physically located. So like if you're driving in your car, you ping one cell phone tower. And as you're driving down the road further, maybe you're five, 10 miles down the road and you ping from another cell phone tower. If you searched in those two separate towers, you're going to get two separate search results. Yeah, of course. I didn't even think of the mobile aspect to this. That's that's awesome. I forgot that we're all on our phones and we're all, you know, trotting, well, hopefully trotting around. We're not always trotting around depending on what's going on with this horrible pandemic. Um, but yeah, good point. Yes, that mobile capability is certainly awesome because we, you know, we all generally move from place to place. So especially if you're moving quite a bit, you know, you get outside that hundred kilometer radius type of thing, you're going to get a very different result. Absolutely. Yeah. Very cool. And Joe, tell me what are some of the features of Google My Business? 
So some of the features would be making sure that your information is claimed. So like after you go to uh, google.com slash business and you go through the process and you claim your business and you get your postcard and you enter your six digit pin and it takes 24 hours to verify. Then once it's all verified, then you wanna actually go through and all the information, all the tabs are on the left-hand side. So you wanna make sure that all your information is correct. So that's your name of your business, the categories you're in. Uh, you can list out the services you offer or the products you sell. Um, and then in there, there's something called a short name. So a short name is unique because it would be g.page slash whatever your short name is. So if you're a, uh, let's say you're a roofing company and you want to generate more reviews from your clients, you can text or you could email that short name link to them and ask them to go write a review. So there's the info tab. There's, and there's, like I said, the G, the short name, which is g.page backslash, whatever it is. Um, the online reviews portion is huge. It's a way for you to see what all of your, uh, what, what all of the people have said about your business, both good things and bad things. I always coach people to make sure you reply to everything and especially reply to the negative ones and always start by thanking that person for writing a review. Thank you for choosing our company. You know, I understand that there's lots of companies to choose from, but we appreciate you choosing to hire our company. You know, if it's negative, I'm sorry, you had a bad experience and then go into it, leave it generalized. If it's positive, thank you so-and-so for your, you know, for hiring our company, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, so making sure you're staying on the reviews, you can upload as many pictures as you want. You can upload as many videos as you want. I think people lack that. They don't upload the videos, but you can upload the videos Oh gosh, what else is in there? There's posts, so you can actually, which I, I know we'll get to next, but you can use, because Google My Business is essentially a social media platform, just like Facebook is. Yeah. So we'll get into posts next, but there's just so much available to the business owner, just making sure that their information is up to date. So if they're a, like I said, a general contractor and they offer 15 different types of services, then you want to enter in all the different types of services and add descriptions for each type of service, add pictures to it. Uh, just because over time, then, especially with the pictures, the more pictures you upload, the more views that you're going to get on the work that you're providing. Yeah, 100%. And Joe, I want to go back to that process of setting it up for a moment because maybe what you experience in the US is very different to what we experience here in Australia. And I'll give you an example. I actually... Um, set up my Google My Business on another uh, business that I started in 2020. And I remember applying for that card with that code. Oh, I think it was around about August. And I, I kid you not, that card arrived in my letterbox last week. That's because of the uh, pandemic. Mm -hmm. So there's actually people that actually do that. So you request it to Google and then they put the code together. And I have learned that during the pandemic, it's unfortunately has taken a lot longer, but I've never heard that it's taken, God, a few months for that to happen. <laughs> if it does happen, Google My Business doesn't have a phone number that you can call anymore, yeah. but you can go to Facebook. They have a Facebook group page you can go to, which is just Google My Business. Make sure it has the little blue house with the G in it. Yep. And then you can send them a direct message with any issues you're having. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Fantastic. Can I share with you something else that I did? And I don't know if this is a thing. I just, you know, I trial and error all kinds of tech stuff. I knew that this card was going to take a long time. It was like peak pandemic time. So I thought yeah. to myself, 
we just don't have three months to wait for this card. And lo and behold, it turned out to be almost five, but that's okay. I actually went to Google Search Console mm -hmm. and I actually set up the same asset, the same website on Google Search Console. And I, I can't even remember the buttons that I pressed, but something happened and I actually got to connect and verify my Google My Business by registering on Google Search Console. Have you heard of that one? Maybe it's- No, nope, I'm gonna write a note now. Yeah, maybe it's an Australian thing. I'm not exactly sure. And I don't even know if it is actually a thing or I just got lucky. I'm not sure. I'd love, I'd love someone to come back and tell me and say, oh yes, that's a thing. I told all my friends and other friends had the same success here in Australia, but I don't know if it's a sneaky little trick or what. Maybe a sneaky little trick. Cause I mean, here it's just, you apply, you get the digital business card. You know, it literally takes one to two weeks to get it. Yep. Uh, it's in the U S it's pretty quickly. Um, sometimes they even do it. If it's a physical location, like let's say like a flower shop, sometimes they'll even call with it. You'll literally select call. They'll call the number. It'll be an autom automated call and they'll give you the six digit pin right then and there. Yeah. But, but they've steered away from that and just gone to the postcard method. Yeah. Uh, but I've never known it take that long and to use the search console to do it. That's a, I, I wrote down a note cause I'm going to, I'm going to check it out and, uh, and then I'll share it back with you. And then you yeah. can share it with friends. That would be great. And I think, you know, to understand like, you know, Google, Google's a massive space. Like it's mm -hmm. just bloody huge. Right. So I think really understanding if there's sneaky little tricks in the background that we can do and speed up that process because this pandemic it, it's, it's continuing, you know, it's still going and, and where's the end? Who knows? You know, vaccines are coming out and all that kind of stuff. But it's it's here for a little bit longer, I think. So for those starting a business, if there's a shortcut, and I'm not saying it was easy. Like I, I had to pretty much replicate what I did on Google My Business on Search Console. Um, and Search Console is a, a tool, as far as I'm aware, to, you know, really get Google across your site to send out the little spiders to start crawling your pages and that type of thing. And, and I'm sure we could do a whole episode on, on console as well. Um, but yeah, I just found that super cute. And again, I have no idea what buttons I pressed. I just, you know, you get in there and you're like, Oh, oh hang on that to that. Oh yeah. Press this and next minute ding. And I was like, awesome. <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> so good. So, Joe, now we're going to talk about those posts because this is, I think, the key. It's all well and good to set up your Google My Business. And I think a lot of business owners fall into that trap. They get this advice, set up your Google My Business, you know, become local, be found. And Google ranking for Google My Business is massive. Like, it's just so powerful. But we've got to do something with it. We've actually, we can't just, you know, kind of set it up and walk away. It's not going to do anything if we don't give it some love, right? Right. So yeah, Google Post is great. So it's another, it's a free way, just it's another social media platform. So look at Google My Business as a social media platform. The unfortunate part is you can't schedule posts mm -hmm. on Google My Business like you can with Facebook. Uh, so that just means you have to go in and you need to post once every seven days. Uh -huh. So your post actually disappears. You actually, once you start doing posts on Google My Business, you'll start getting emails from Google say your last post is about to expire. Please yep. make another post. So even if you just use that as your reminder, that's good. If not, just put it in your calendar and put, hey, on Tuesdays at two o'clock every single day, I'm going to go and I'm going to do a post. So the exact same way you would post on Facebook is essentially what you're going to post in Google My Business. You're going to post it, whether you post it from your computer 
or if you download the app and you download it you know, on the app on your, on your mobile device and use it there, but you type out your message, you add a picture to your message, and then you, you're, there's always an action button. So whether it's learn more, a link to your website, or maybe you want to do call now or book now or whatever the case may be, but whether it's a phone call or whether it's a link to the website, you should put that on every single post. Yeah, I agree with that. And um, that's what I've, I've popped a similar kind of schedule on my business over here. I'm doing three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, just to, and I think it's that platform. And this is what I've been told, correct me if I'm wrong. The more love you give, the more you're found, the more, and you can actually see how you're ranking in comparison to similar businesses and you can plug in other businesses to compare your data to. And, you know, I'm sure with the analytics, there's, there's a whole, whole nother episode about that as well. But I know, I know the basics and to help clients, but I don't know the details of Google analytics, which is so much to learn. Yeah, of course. Huge, huge space. Absolutely. You're listening to the Biz Nation podcast. I would love to connect with you outside of the podcast and you can find me on Clubhouse, Instagram, Facebook or LinkedIn by searching my name, Kerry Zarb, or directly on my website under, you guessed it, kerryzarb.club. And don't forget, if you need more support in your business, you can also find me on Facebook under Micro and Small Business Support Group. And Joe, what's your recommendation on the static posts versus the videos? You mentioned this before. So you can can not only post, uh, Google now allows you to post both uh, photos with the post and videos. So- I think the videos are good. Those are like your how-to videos. Um, um, so if you're a, I don't know, physical therapy and you're doing a post about a type of exercise to do, you can easily link a video to that. And then, so I like the mobile version better because if I am, let's say a physical therapist and I'm showing how to do a technique, I can give someone else my phone. They can record what I'm doing. Then you could type in the text, what it is that you did. And then you put a link to the website and then you could, have a post set up to where you're um, posting the videos as well. Yeah, and I think that's another good point that you make. It doesn't need to be hard. Like we're making, we're probably making it sound like a bit of a chore here, but it's not. Like I think we've almost, you know, got to take our minds away from Facebook and Instagram where we're scheduling, you know, sometimes some businesses are scheduling every day or a couple of times a day. You don't have to get that intense about it and you can keep it, you know, keep it fun, keep it real yeah. And, and yeah, just, you know, make it a little less chore intensive, I guess. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm, cool. And Joe, something else that you said before um, just pinged in my brain as well. You were speaking about um, when we go back, sorry, just to go backwards and sorry to confuse the listeners here, but when we actually start the account and choosing our categories, Mm-hmm. So that's a really critical piece, isn't it? Like that's a piece of the puzzle that you don't want to miss. It is. And you can only claim the categories that Google has, has allows you to claim. So you may be one type of category. That means you're going to have to pick the closest that's to your industry. Um, but so you still have the categories. You still pick one category and then you can still go back and add your services and all those other things. So that way the keywords you put in for the services and the descriptions you put about the services, those keywords come into factor when people are doing a search on Google and they're trying to, you know, they're trying to show up for multiple categories or multiple services that they offer. 
Gotcha. Now, Joe, tell me, this this one's just popped into my brain. I'm a bookkeeper here in Australia. That's um, one, of, one of my business um, things that I run. If I typed into my Google My Business dog whisperer, Mm-hmm. That's one of my key words. If someone's looking for a dog whisperer, am I going to show up in my bookkeeping business it, just based on that, popping that in? Is, is, uh, potentially you could show up for that. Yeah. As long as it's, I guess it would be as long as it's under the services that you offer. Yeah, and exactly. About it, then, then there's a potential that you could show up for that search term. Yeah. And I just wanted to bring that to the surface because I think people need to really take a moment to think about what they're popping into this space. Because one of the things that I see in my analytics, and I don't want to go into analytics, but I'm such a nerd and I love that stuff. Um, One of the things I see is what people are actually searching for and why I'm coming to the surface and why I'm popping up in their searches. And it'll be something like, you know, Bookkeeper Melbourne or Bookkeeper Australia or and, and it actually tells you, it tells you what they typed in for you to yep. hop up there, which that's cool stuff. It's given you all the juicy information here of what's it's going cool. on. I, I love the insights. It takes about a month or two to start collecting that data. And then you also get a, a monthly report on your insights, which will show you total number of searches whether the, and how they search for you, the keywords they searched for you. Um, it'll break it down to and show you if people ask for directions or they, if they did phone calls, um, if they clicked on the email. I mean, so it, the, I like the insights from the Google My Business because it gives you just a, a small little sneak peek into how people are finding you. And I find that even the insights on Google My Business is, is way easier to understand than, than you know Google Analytics. But Mm. Um, yeah, it's a key thing because then if you know how people are searching for you, then you can use, if you're doing mar- digital marketing, you could take those and add those to your digital marketing as far as keywords. And then you could add those keywords into the back end of your website as well. Yeah, 100%. Connect the dots, get get yeah. all that. And, and I think you're right. They do break it down quite simply. I do like the fact that it's not an information overload. So there's just a few key stats there that are key, like exactly like you said, you know, how many searches you've popped up in, what actions they've taken, because like you mentioned before with the post, you've got that call to action option right. with the posting. Um, Joe, I've got another question for you because something that I've seen because I post on Facebook, Instagram and Google My Business, mm-hmm. the size is different. The size yeah. of the post is different. Again, it's so frustrating that, they're all different, you know, like we can now because of Facebook, Instagram integration and, or, or, you know, working like they're owned by the same space. So we can now use our Instagram um, 1080 by 1080s on Facebook. Um, but Google My Business, it's just slightly different specs on the side. So there's a tool that you can use. It's called Canva, C-A-N-V-A.com. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but I, yeah. I love it. I pay for it. Yep. It's like 20 bucks a month, maybe. Uh, but you can create an ad and you could put what type of ad you're trying to create and it automatically sizes to that size. So to me, that's amazing because Twitter's different. I found that usually if you create a Twitter post, it automatically sizes to most other platforms, but you could type in Google, my business or Facebook or Instagram, Instagram story, because you know, one's a square and one's a vertical one. Um, you, so it, it's just amazing. If you wanted to do pixel sizes, you could put pixel sizes in it. If you pay for it, you get everything that comes with it. So like on the background here, I mean, I created that in Canva. I used one of their pictures. Um, I imposed our logo on there. It removes the background. I mean, there's all kinds of, if you don't, 
if you're not willing to learn like Adobe Illustrator or Photoshop, which I'm not, yeah. then Canva is like a Photoshop for, for dummies. But yeah, I mean, it's sad to say it that way, but it's just an easy tool and it's, I mean, it's so worth it. Absolutely agree with you. Same as you got Canva, pay for it because I just want all the good stuff. I can't help myself. Don't do not restrict me. <laughs> like I want more, you know. Um, but yeah, I used to do Photoshop and Illustrator and InDesign and gosh, like I think it was about halfway through last year, everyone was talking about Canva and it's been around for a very long time. It's such an awesome platform that they're constantly improving and evolving. And I finally bit the bullet and I went, you know what, I'm going to suss out this Canva. I don't think I'm going to like it. At that stage, I'd actually flipped over to Adobe Spark, which okay. is like a like an Adobe version of Canva. You've got templates and all these cool, you know, kind of stuff that you can put in. And then I went to Canva and it just blew my mind. Like I was on this whole new level and it's so easy. It's just so right. easy to use. And you're right, they've got all the templates and all the little cool stuff that you can throw in there. You can find your stock images and not that I recommend super stock images if you can avoid it. Um, but right. yeah, it's it's so awesome. And yeah, I have not, oh, I confess, I've probably done the odd thing still back in Adobe, but far, far less. It's only if I just want to resize something. And these days you've got tiny PNG and all that kind of yeah. stuff to use. There's just so many cool tools out there. You could actually create videos with it as well. So you can, you can create a slideshow, you can add an animation into it. Yep. All kinds of things. You could save it then as an MP4 file. I mean, I recommend people, if you're going to if you're going to create an animation, send it, save it as an MP4 file, MP4 file, because it saves quicker and it uploads better to your social, you know, your social platforms. I mean, it's just an overall, I mean, for $20 a month, that's a pretty inexpensive tool, tool to do everything. Yeah, very much so, 100%. So, Joe, tell me, what do you think is the best feature of Google My Business? I really like the short name, only because it's a way for you to... I mean, there's companies out there that sell online review management. We're one of those companies. But if, if you're just trying to get reviews on Google My Business, uh, one is just your g.page slash whatever the short name is that you create. And then you can text that your, to your clients. Uh, you can email to the clients. Uh, you can do it to where I mean, it's just a way for you to share your profile with them or to generate reviews or get them. I mean, I like that feature. Most people when I go into their Google, my business have, don't even have it set up yeah. because they don't know about it because they, I mean, most businesses are inundated with all these different tasks they need to do throughout the day. Oh, it's just another thing. Like, all right, I got my Google, my business. That's great. And I have some pictures. All right. Now you want me to post now I need to create a short name. Now I need to go reply to the reviews. I mean, there's just, there's so many things to do, but it's to me, it's all worth it. I mean, you could take, you know, if you can, a lot a certain day of your week for just for your social media and yeah then, or a certain you know three days a week at this time for an hour i'm going to work on my social media so but the short name is probably my favorite feature and then after that just just the reviews just going and replying to all the reviews not just the good ones especially to the negative ones 100 percent, and that's another little ping in my brain that i wanted to go back to so this has kind of brought it back home for me thank you so much those reviews, I've seen it too many times where I think as a consumer, we've got to put ourselves in the consumer shoes 
And what that looks like is if there are negative reviews, but even the positive ones, we'll, we'll talk about that as well. The negative reviews and what I've seen done really well in a lot of um, probably a, a very niche businesses that are high-end, high customer service, replying to the negative and saying, I'd love to chat to you about your experience. Please reach yep. out to me. Here's my phone number is... Yep awesome because what that actually does and what what people may not realize that it does is it then shows the other audience that are coming to those negative reviews something's gone wrong you're you're ready to put your hand up you're ready to help and assist and work through that problem with that customer or client or, or whatever it is because you know if you just leave that negative review there it doesn't it does just doesn't look good you know we're all going to get them they're a thing they're, they are so yeah. Reviews. People always want five stars, but four stars and three star reviews are still good, solid reviews because then it just looks like, I mean, nothing is good for a company with, I don't think it's good to have just all five star reviews because yeah. that's not possible. And they think that you might be buying your reviews, yes. but if you have the four stars and the three star reviews, it shows that you're a legitimate company, that there are things wrong with your company. Uh, that you're trying to work on. And like you pointed, I, I don't recommend people put their phone number in there, but at least put an email address like, hey, we really want to make things right. Uh, you can, I guess you can give us a call here and ask for this person, mm -hmm. or you can just send an email and just put in there. Um, and, and then, and you know, nine times out of 10, people actually follow through with it. They're happy with the customer service and they end up going back and changing the review. Yeah, exactly. I've seen that as well. And I think, again, it's it's opening that channels of communication because, as we know, there's keyboard warriors out there. Something goes wrong. You know, maybe the business owner is not even aware that something's happened. It could be from a staff member or a product that's been faulty. You know, so people go home, then they're disappointed from the, from the service or the product. So they're like, Oh, I'm going to tell. I'm going to tell people about this. So they go on Google. They leave that bad review in the moment. It's emotional, you know. They're, right. they're in that experience and feeling disappointed or, or you know, really let down by this business. So they'll go and do that review in that very moment when they're feeling like they're most most emotion about about the experience. But then, you know, opening that channel to have a conversation and rectify the situation, whether it's service or product-based, like there's always a solution to these things. And it shows other people reading reviews because I'm a review reader. I always do that on products and service. And yeah, just, you know, watching that space and seeing that the business has responded and seeing that they want to resolve it. We don't know what happens after that if that review doesn't change. But it just shows me that that business actually cares and actually, you know, wants to improve. You know, we're not we're not perfect as business owners. None of us are. Things go wrong. Stuff falls through the cracks in the floor all the time. So yeah, I think it, that communication power is there. Um, another question for you, Joe, just off the bat here is, what about when you think you've received a like a fake review? Like if someone's just, you yep. know, kids on school holidays got bored and went and Google review bad reviews for their local businesses. What what's right. I would I, I've actually seen that. So what I suggest people do it if it's not a legitimate review, still reply to it and just say, This person who's left a review has never been a client of ours. So that way it lets the people know that are reading the reviews, oh, here's some reviews coming up and it still shows them that the business owner took the time to go back into the reviews 
and still send a reply letting the audience know that this review is not legitimate because this person has never been a client mm -hmm. or this person I've never hired them for their services. So it still shows that extra, extra line of communication, like you mentioned, of the businesses are, they want to communicate with their audience and they're just, yeah, they're just letting them know that this is not a legitimate review. Mm, yeah. Unfortunately for the business owner, it, it takes their score down. So now they maybe they're at a 4.8, now they're at a 4.6 or even worse, but it still shows that they're trying to communicate with their audience. Mm -hmm. And another thing I've seen, Joe, <laughs> is when suddenly a, a business arrives on Google My Business and they tell all of their employees and all of their friends, go and give me a review on Google just to get the star rating up and, and get it happening. It's a little bit of a trap because you see on the same day, you know, uh -huh. like there'll be 10 reviews on the same day and then there'll be the next day, there'll be another 20 reviews because, and, and I look at that kind of stuff. I, I, maybe I'm a little bit too, maybe I look too mm -hmm. much, but right. um, yeah. Uh, people, people in Australia are running a business. I certainly say to them, you know, that's great to do, but, and, and definitely you want to elevate your presence, but at the same time, you've got to be mindful how that comes across on the page as well. Would you agree? <laughs> People may not know this, but there's actually humans at Google that actually go and read those reviews to make sure that they are legitimate reviews. Because if they're not legitimate reviews and they see like, like you said, 10 one day, 20 the next day, Google can actually go and remove those reviews. Oh, wow. Because the, down, the only downside to me to Google my business is even though the owner is claiming all that information, Google still owns all that content. Yeah. So if they feel like the reviews are not legitimate, then they'll just remove them all together. Mm, good point. I, I so if you're gonna if you're gonna try to cheat the system, right? Mm -hmm. I like loopholes, and you're gonna ask your friends and family to go do that. Just have them do it spread throughout, like in thirty days or something like that. Yeah, good good tip. Love it, love it. And the other thing that I think a lot of business owners need to realize, and and I'm sure many are aware, and I see this happen really well on a lot of accounts, is don't be afraid to. And there's two ways to take this. You can repurpose those reviews. So you can actually like screenshot those reviews and use them on your other social platforms, pop them on your website, you know, what people are saying about you. The thing that I like to do in that space is actually reach out to that person, particularly if it's a, a small business and there's a close relationship with those mm -hmm. people. I like to reach out and say, hey, you know, are you happy if I post this on social media? But I think there's a bit of a, a space around they've already put it on social media so it's okay to then share it they've already kind of given permission by putting it out there how, how do you how do you see that yeah, i mean i agree with you there with the websites that you have there's different plugins depending on the platform you build on where you can have your google reviews just automatically on your website so people are always seeing the reviews um if you're doing a review like generation company uh, a lot of times they have the option to where if it's a four or five star review, it automatically shares it to your Facebook page and to like Twitter um, if it's done on Google. Um, so in, in most business, I mean, most people don't care then if you share the review. I mean, you go the extra step. That's great. But I can tell you that most people don't go that extra step <laughs> and reach out to them and let them know that you're going to share that review. Because when even when people are like building websites, they'll still go to, they'll Google their name, put reviews, and it'll show all of the different sites that a review has been set about your company. And if they're good ones, they're going to go and snag those reviews anyways and put them on their website. So I know that, I mean, at this point in time, in this day and age, people understand that if I write something positive, they're probably going to share it somewhere else. 
Yeah, definitely. I think you're right. And yeah, like I said, I don't always do it. It just depends where it's going and, and how I feel about it. And yeah. And, and I think it's good. It's a follow-up, you know, if you've had a client that's then actually left you a, a good review, it's another touch point to go back and say, Hey, how are you going? You know, are you okay? And by the way, are you okay if I um, share this across other platforms? So it depends on your business, depends who you're working with and, and what that all looks like. Um, and the other thing I love, Joe, is what you shared before for about the the link review what I've actually done on on my business is actually put together a little bit of a text like hey you know how are you going again another touch point to say you know were you happy with this how did you go with that throwing in some keywords into that so obviously resonating back to your services and your business right sharing them that link, you've got to make it easy for them. You want them to leave you a review, but if you don't give them the tools, for example, if you said, oh, I'd love to get a review from here, from you, um, go to Facebook and hop onto my page and then follow through to the, like if you give them too many steps, you're far less likely to get them to actually take action. So giving yeah. them that direct link that Google gives us, which is fantastic, uh-huh send it straight to them, then, you know, they'll be sitting down waiting for their coffee at their local cafe and they'll pop on through that review because it's so easy. Yeah, the only thing I don't like about it is they have to have a Gmail account in order to post a review. If they don't have a Gmail, then they can't do it. And if that runs up, once again, then you just send them a social media link to your Facebook or Instagram or whatever it is and you just ask them to go write a review there. Yeah, perfect. Awesome. Fantastic. Joe, any final tips on Google My Business? Um, just that every business should do it just because it's a free way for them to market their business, especially if you're first starting out, if you're in your first year of business, I mean, don't walk, run, go do it because it's just a free way for you to get out in front of your audience. Awesome. Fantastic advice. Thank you so much. And Joe, where can we find you? Um, you can go to valormarketingllc.com. Uh, that's our company. And then since they're on there, hash ask hashtag ask valor masterminds uh, we're also a podcast and our podcast is all about business as well so maybe we'll have to have have you on on our podcast next oh that'd be great that'd be awesome we'll have to hook that up it sounds fantastic I'm, I'm all about guesting and you know having guests and being a guest it's it's just such a and it's great time for podcasting at the moment I think people are really tuning into the audio space you know a lot of my listeners are either driving or doing their housework you know it's right. Really good opportunity just to have something else going on. Driving is such dead time; like it's such a right. waste of time. You want to you want to load that up. We're not we're not supposed to. I don't know what it's like there for you, Joe, but here we're not supposed to touch our phones when we're driving. I say it that, is correct, but you just set your phone up there. You put your podcast player on. You connect it to your car, however you do it, and then just listen to the podcast. So you're maximizing your time and exactly kind of learning. Yeah, for sure. Joe, I'm going to pop your social links and and those great things into the show notes for the listeners. This has been awesome. Thank you so much. I had a good time. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. Wonderful. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, For those listeners, again, if it's your first time tuning in, thank you so much for joining us. If you've been here before, you know that we're dropping our episodes every week on a Tuesday. That's Australian Australian Day Tuesday. And um, we've also got the Facebook group so if you wanted to connect with me I hang out there a lot Uh, that is micro and small business support group on Facebook thanks for joining us today and I hope you enjoyed the show
Thank you for tuning in to the Biz Nation podcast. It was lovely to share this episode with you. Remember to subscribe to catch all future episodes and I'd also very much love it if you'd leave me a rating or a review. Until next time, remember that you can also go from headache to heaven in a heartbeat.